In Jesus' name we pray. Please, please take your seat. Praise the Lord. How many of you received God's word today? You are scared to lift up your hands. How do I take it? Whether you received it or not. Can I see your hands? The word of God came to us from the beginning of this service. Every song, every prayer, every word brought God's word to us of this day. Very specially. Amen? I believe that. Because whatever I prepared, everything came to me before I could come here. I thank God for that. So don't ask me. No sermon today. You can go. Anyhow, let us see what God stored for us today. Usually, as we know, today is a Good Friday. Most part of the world, they remember the day of Jesus Christ crucified on the cross. Very specially. Though we remember in every day of our life, so this day very specially they meditate on the cross. So today we heard more than enough about the cross. And there are uh, words which Jesus Christ has spoken from the cross. There are seven words. Usually, Every person's life, there are uh, two significant, remarkable days. That is, one is birthday. The second one is the death day. Mostly all the nations, even, they remember the death day or birthday of the political leaders. And uh, even they declare the holidays. In our life, we have three days. What are they? Birthday. Oh, that one more day. I don't remember. Marriage day and death day. One important day you missed it. You are born and you are born again day. That is the most important than any other day. Amen? In that day, from that day, you got life. That's why we live. So, let us, it is very sad to th- hear some of the people, even the Christian, they don't remember the rebirth day of their life. When they were, and how they were given their life and born again, became born again in spirit. If, if those of you, those who do not, do not remember the first birthday itself, it is uh, nothing to expect from them to remember or question them why you don't remember about your second birthday. So, that are exempted. But I, what I want to say is, we have a very remarkable day in our life as a Christian. The day we born again. We born again in spirit. And we became the children of God. When we born... In flesh, you became a child or children of your parents. When you were born again, you became a children of the living God, who is almighty and all-powerful. Amen? In the same way, Jesus Christ has three remarkable days. What are they? Birth day, physically. Death day. Oh, I thought you, some of you may thinking about when he is born again. Birthday, death day and the resurrection day. Amen? One more day is there as he is going to come. And for all of us, that day is uh, the same. The same day we are going to resurrect with the Lord. That is uh, different other issues. Anyhow, now, what is the Good Friday? The message came to us already. 
why it is good friday every day is a good day but why this day become good day usually when somebody dies that is a moon day people always moan and grieve and cry but on this day we rejoice this is a good day why the more the most part of the world for them it is a good day but there is no definite fact on the origin of the name good friday the name may be derived from god's friday god's friday in the same way goodbye derived from god be with ye god be with e y e that became goodbye in the same way god's day became a good friday Christians believe that they good because the message of the Christ victory over sin victory over death victory over devil Jesus died for our sins and this can be seen in the greatest good so good friday is only used in the western parts but we as a christian or other part of the world they say it's a great day or a holy day what is our belief and our understanding about the good friday we too would believe good friday that is the day in which jesus christ was crucified on the calvary for our sins as we read in isaiah 53 verse 4 and 5 and also he was died for he is not died for ever and he is the risen god always with us he has spoken there are seven words before that they are they are the last words the last word even though jesus christ was on the earth for through more than three and a half years or about three and a half years he has spoken throughout his life preaching and teaching among the people among all the words the last were seven words which he has spoken from the cross that we are going to meditate today the last words are always important words in the secular world when you look at it if any person die we all whenever we visit the per family or the person or the, uh, anybody we ask the person the family member anyone what is the lord's word the last word that person whether she or she has mentioned or uh, and with whom am i right some of us are very particular about the last word why that last word is important it has a many reasons let us know no let us not go for that one but we know the last words are important words do you believe that agree that if you don't believe also doesn't matter but there are lots of last words the person before die whatever he has spoken to whom or it is spoken we keep them as a very valuable and we would like to follow them and do whatever the desire or wants of that person even though that person was buried under the earth in the same way the last words of jesus christ which he has spoken from the cross is most important to us let us see from the gospels all four gospels it is not mentioned in one place and it is in all four gospels and the theologians compile them all together in the order let us go by that order the first word that is from luke chapter 23 verse 34 jesus said father forgive them for they do not know what they are doing rightly you got the message who are from the beginning when brother matthew read it who are the people who crucified jesus christ on the cross or to whom jesus christ pleading to the father for forgiveness jesus asked his father to primarily to forgive his enemies Caiaphas and the centurion Pontius Pilate 
and heroes and the soldiers who have scourged him, mocked him, tortured him, and who have just nailed him to the cross. But could this not also apply his apostles and the companions who have deserted him and they left him and left and gone far to Peter, the one who denied him three times, and to the fickle, the unfaithful crowd who only few days before they praised him when he enters the entered the Jerusalem. But later few days they have chosen Parabas and asked the Lord Jesus to be crucified. This is not the end. Could this not also apply to us? As we heard, we also nail him whenever we forget him or forget the cross in our life. Jesus said, if you wanted to follow me, what he has to do? You, first of all, deny yourself. Take up your cross. Not one day, daily. And follow me. Recently I used to tell our students, in these days, there are plenty of messages coming from the pulpits or from the televisions which you watch, which always calls and declares, come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Jesus will give you Everything what you want. He will heal you. He will save you. He will provide you. Everything what you wanted. Coming to Jesus is easy. But following Jesus is not so easy. We as the children of God are not only coming to Jesus. We have Jesus and we are asked to follow him every day by taking our cross. There is no Christ without cross. Amen? There is no Christian without Christ. At the same time, there is no Christian which, who has no cross in his life. If you believe, say Amen to that. So, cross, never ever we should forget and keep aside. If you do so, you are nailing Jesus Christ every time. Whenever you keep the cross, Behind you. So we as a Christian. Are always expected to remember. The cross. On that cross. Our Lord Jesus Christ. Was crucified. By shedding his precious blood. For you and me. That is why we are here. We have to remember the cross. Every day in our life. If we don't do that. Even for you too. The Lord Jesus Christ was. Praying to the Father for forgiveness. Forgiveness is his attitude. So he commanded us to do what he has preached on this earth. And even the Simon Peter said, we have to forgive the person 70 times 7. So in the same way, we should follow means we should learn to forgive others so that we will be forgiven by our Lord, our God. The second word is from Luke 23, verse 43. You can read from even 35 to 43 also. Keep opening your Bible. Luke 23, verse uh, 43. You just imagine the situation, the scene, actual position. The large, from verse 35, the large crowd of people stood Watching and insulting him. The rulers, the chief priests, teachers of the law, and the elders mocked him. Verse 36. The soldiers were mocked at him as well. Verse 39. One of the criminal hanging besides also insulted him. His mother, brothers, sisters, and his so-called disciples or other followers will also must be there with 
four places with the full of agony mourning and crying and weeping but the other criminal said to the other verse 40 don't you fear god verse 41 we are punished justly we are getting what our deeds deserve jesus done nothing wrong lord remember me when you come into kingdom in your kingdom if you put it together when i think of that criminal he fear god he knows what is right and wrong he deserves it the punishment he knew that the punishment of sin is penalty is that he deserve for it he also believed that jesus was a sinless person he is a righteous person he also recognized him as the lord that's why he called him lord and he also have a knowledge about god's kingdom in short we can put it in this way the second criminal had some knowledge about the lord jesus christ his power his kingdom and he fear god and he believed in him he prayed to god and he received the instant answer in one praise the urgent request of a man and the immediate answer of god that is about jesus christ god answered him you will be with me in paradise so he tell he told him i tell you the truth today you will be with me in paradise what made jesus christ to say that word the request the plead of that criminal some people used to preach i heard when i was young the same in a some it is not on the friday it is on a normal sunday and they are preaching they said this is the word they have taken this word everybody preaches only on good friday but today i have taken this word because these the some people are preaching they said this is the message they given i heard they say some people are preaching jesus christ we have to get saved we have to be baptized we have to accept jesus christ and to have eternal life and when and where the criminal who was angered with jesus christ baptized and god answered him and assured him that he will be in the paradise so they said jesus christ is still praying to the father and forgive them because they do not know they couple together if it is true do you believe that is true that is not, that is the right teaching that is right that is wrong how it is wrong jesus cry first of all jesus christ prayed the first prayer to the father father forgive them they do not know what they are doing really they do not know what they are doing they do not know who jesus is what jesus is what is his purpose what is his coming what he is doing they do not accept that jesus christ is a messiah they are ignorant that is why jesus christ prayed for them but if this person we know that so if anybody wanted the shortcut method to go and inherit the kingdom of god what you are supposed to do you should be hanged on the cross only then from there if you cry yes so i thought that is a wrong teaching from that time onwards i left the church because it is not worth sitting here to hear such words so my dear children of god let us not hear the wrong thing which is not from the gospel or the true teaching so here we understand jesus christ is always listening to our cries he is always forgiving and accepting 
any sinner at any time assures his kingdom to those who repent for their sins and accept him. So that is the lesson we get from this verse too. Let us move on for verse 3. It is from John Gospel, chapter 19, verses from 26 to 27. Jesus says, Saw his mother there, and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Dear woman, here is your son. 27. And to that disciple, here is your mother. From that time on, this disciple took took her into his home. What was the situation here again? Just imagine. About Jesus. He is watching around when he is hanging on the cross. He is watching around. And he is concerned and taking care of his human mother. And the beloved disciple. Mother of Jesus. The widowed mother. Crying with great depression. Even if she could not. Lift up her head. And look at the, her son. But very anxiously expecting. What he is going to tell her. Your beloved disciple John. Standing. Near to him. Very close with Jesus Christ. Looking at him. Expecting what he is going to do or tell him. That is why the statement gives us the imagination. Why he has to call, dear woman, here is your son. Because she is very far and she could not even lift up, the, lift up and look at him. That is why to bring our attention, he has to call, dear woman. Whereas the disciple, he is just watching at him. That's why since he is focused his attention to him, he said, here is your mother. That is the situation I could imagine. So from this what we learn, we must love and take care, take care and concern to our parents as well. All the circumstances, even until our death, People may take excuse. The man should leave their parents when you are get married. It is not leaving physically, but spiritually you have your responsibilities, your honor, your respect, your commitment, your consent to them. And that's why even Jesus Christ has did. Even though she is a worldly mother, but she, he never left her alone. And he did his part even though he was hanging on the cross with the great agony. Verse 4, the last and the fourth word, that is from Matthew 27, 46, and also the mark also mentions, 15:34. About the ninth hour, Jesus cried out in the loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You may ask that. Why should Jesus, the son of the most high God, has to cry or pray like this? As the the continuation of his prayer, after he prayed for the people around, and the criminal besides, and his mother and the beloved disciples in front of him, Now he is telling about himself to the father. This cry is from the painful heart of a human Jesus who must feel deserved by the father and the Holy Spirit. Not to mention his earthly companions, the apostles, as if to emphasize his loneliness. Mock even as the loved one looking from afar. Only the mock records it. Not close to him as the gospel of John. Jesus feels separated from his father. He is now all alone. 
and he must face death by himself. Though he knew the will of the Father, the purpose of his coming to the world, why should he pray like this? It is really the Father has forsaken him? Do you think that the Father has forsaken him? No. Never. God is love. God is always there with him. Jesus Christ is the begotten son of our God. He loved him more than himself. Since God so loved the world, he allowed his son to be crucified him on the cross. But he could not able to bear the fa- bear to face the way the people treated his son. The father could not even bear. Matthew 27 verse 45 says, we read, From the sixth hour until the ninth hour, darkness came over all the land. There was darkness for about three hours. In that time, Jesus said this. So what we learn? The extreme agony and pain of his son Jesus Christ on the earth. Which he could not bear it. And as the father. On seeing the way the people torturing his son Jesus. And knowing the pain and the suffering of his son Jesus. Even the father can't able to face him. That's why from six to nine hours there was darkness. It is by his death we were redeemed. For there is one God. There is also one mediator between God and the human race. Christ Jesus himself human who gave himself as a ransom for all. First Timothy chapter 2 verse 5 and 6 says, So the extreme love of the Father to the world and to his Son Jesus Christ, that we should understand it is all for you and me to have the eternal life. Amen? For us to have the eternal life, Jesus Christ has to go through and face such a situation in his life. Fifth word, John 19 verse 28 says, I thirst. Later knowing that all was now completed, and so that the scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. I am thirsty. This fifth word of Jesus is the only human expression of his physical suffering. Jesus is now shook. The wounds Infiliated upon him in the scourging and crowning with the thorns. And the nailing upon the cross are now taking their toll. Especially after losing blood on three hours of walk. Though the city of, through the city of the Jerusalem to Kolgada on the way of the cross. But I personally believe that. Jesus does not mean only about his personal, the physical thirst. Secondly, this word is a part of his conversation with the Father. Because when we look at the above four words, they were addressed to the Father, addressed to the criminal, and it is addressed to the mother and the disciple. Once again to the Father he said, I am thirsty. And it is not clear to us whether he is talking to the father or to anyone else. I understand like this. Imagine. As far as declaration as he said, he is prepared to go to the father because in 1928 he says, Luke 1928, knowing that all was now completed and that the scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. But the people understood that he is physically thirsty. That's why they offered him wine and vinegar. When Jesus asked him, I am thirsty, Jesus could have, the, uh, the father could have asked him, or uh, answered to him something that we do not know. But the following word says that. Okay. 
And what the lesson from this word is, we should have a hunger and thirst to be with our Lord. That means, we should prepare ourselves and ready to meet Him. So the thirst of the Lord Jesus Christ is to be or to go to the Father once again as a fulfillment of His word. Let us go quickly for verse 6. The sixth word, it is finished. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, it is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave his spirit. This word, as a continuation of the conversation with his father only to with any one of this earth. Now we can even think what he mean by saying, it finished. Verse 19, chapter 19, 28 says, Fulfilling the scriptures. That is, the fulfillment of the scripture is finished. The prophecy, the purpose of his coming to the world is finished. The salvation plan, his commitment is finished. That is, the people, the worldly mother, the disciples and all. His physical life is finished. His life on this earth, the days are finished. <clears throat> but nobody dies like this. Except him. I mean, after saying, I have finished everything, I am ready to die. Who will say this? Is anyone say that one and die before? Say this words, I have finished everything that I am ready to die. It is very rare to hear. None of us finish all our jobs and our commitment which is given to us. We know everything. We keep it for till the last moment. Agreed? Everything we keep it until the last moment. Coming to the church also last moment. Some people are even accepting Christ also keep it for last moment. Because they like to enjoy the world, with the world. They will say, when we give the gospel, they will say, still time is there. Second Timothy chapter 4 verse 7. Paul says, I fought a good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. We are expected to prepare ourselves at all times. And to say, as Jesus said, it is finished. As Paul said, it is finished. I have kept the faith. God has given us the faith. How many of us keeping our faith as Paul kept his faith? Even there are many things we are yet to finish. That you know. So in our works, in our families, in God's services, if not it time, please think it over. If you think still it is time, please think it over. The time is very short. It is not like Jesus. Jesus knew the purpose of his coming, the way of his death, when he is going to die. But for us there is a great difference. What is that? We do not know about tomorrow. When we will leave this world, we do not know. If we, since we do not know about our life as is on this earth, we should be prepared at any time. Always we should prepare ourselves. Whatever God has given to us to do it, an assignment as in this world, we should prepare and do everything and complete it as before the Lord comes. Or before we die. Verse 7. Jesus called out. Luke 23 verse 46. <clears throat> Jesus called out with a loud voice. Father into your hand I commit my spirit. When he has said this he breathed his last. In the beginning I mentioned it. All that last seven words of Jesus are the last prayer of him, by him. I don't know how many of you noticed it. 
the first three words spoke about he was on on behalf of others about the people about uh, concerning the criminal concerning the disciples and the mother the second fourth word four words are spoken for himself to the father and the first word is started with father forgive them the last word he finished with father into your hand i commit my spirit so he started with the father finished with the father some of us we do not know even about our prayer we start a good start but sometimes we do not know where to finish how to finish so the prayer is always the prayer should be addressed to the father by the power of the holy spirit through his son jesus christ time and again we keep on reminding your god children so let us remember that what jesus christ has followed so because of the time let's go the lesson from this is our commitment to god and even we know what is the we were all made by three parts the component body spirit and soul and we know what will happen the body the dust which came from the dust when we die what will happen the body will go to the earth the spirit of god which is from him it will go to the god and the soul which goes to the paradise the soul seol where it is to be ecclesiastes 12:7 says that so jesus christ is handed over his spirit to the father after saying this last word sir so as a summary there are few things exchanged on the cross what is the message from the cross the divine exchange on the cross what has happened number 1 jesus christ was punished that we might be forgiven i am not reading the scriptures but one thing at least first word i read it isaiah 53 verse 6 we read it all we like sheep have gone astray we have turned everyone to his own way and the lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all Romans 5:1 says therefore having been justified by faith we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ secondly Jesus Christ was wounded that we might be healed we had enough scripture once again Isaiah 53 verse 4 surely as born our griefs the sicknesses and carried our sorrows yet we esteemed him stricken smitten by god and afflicted first peter 2:24 says who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we having died to sins might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed thirdly jesus christ was made sin with our sinfulness that we might made righteous with his righteousness he became sin because our sinful nature and we became righteous because of the righteousness of the lord jesus christ first corinthians 5:21 says for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of god in him isaiah 53 verse 6 once again all we all we like sheep have gone astray we have turned everyone to his own way and the lord has laid upon him the iniquity of all of us fourthly jesus endured our poverty that we might share his abundance just take down the references because of the time i will not going i am not going to read the scriptures the fifth transaction is 
Jesus bore our shame that we might share his glory. One word, Hebrew 12 verse 2. Jesus bore our shame that we might share his glory. Sixth one, Jesus endured our rejection that we might have his acceptance with the Father. Father accepts us even though we are supposed to be rejected. So Jesus endured our rejection that we might have his acceptance with the Father. Seventhly, Jesus was made curse that we might enter into his blessing. We are blessed children of God. It is only because on our behalf Jesus Christ was cursed. Finally, Jesus died our death that we might receive his life. Amen? Amen? Do you believe that? The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen? Let us close our eyes and look to the Lord. Remember the cross. Close your eyes. Remember the cross. Always keep the cross in your mind. Without cross, there is no Christ. Or Christ without cross, there is nothing. In the same way, if we say Christ in us, there should be cross with us. What Jesus Christ spoke on the cross. Just remember them. He said the first prayer is, forgive them. Forgive them. Do we forgive? Do we have that character or the attitude of forgiving others? Or do you have the assurance of Receive forgiveness from our Lord. Now is the time for us to come to the Lord. Please examine yourself. If you have any sin in you, if you think, it's the time to ask the Lord to forgive you. If you think you are far away from the Lord, and you keep cross far away from you. It's a time to remember. And it's a call for you to come to him. If you have anything against God, against anyone. It's a time for you to ask the Lord for his forgiveness. Let me read the scripture from the word. For I receive from the Lord... That which I also deliver to you. That the Lord Jesus Christ on the same night in which he was betrayed. Took bread and when he had given thanks. He broke it and said. Take eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner. He also took the cup after supper saying. This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this often as you drink it. In remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup. You proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Therefore, whoever eats this bread. Or drink this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner. Will be guilty of the body of and the blood of the Lord. But let the man examine himself. And so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner, eats and drinks judgments to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. But if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord, that we may not be condemned with the word. Gracious Heavenly Father, once again we thank you for the time that you have given to us. 
to come to your table. Lord, bless the bread and the wine. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, prepare our hearts, Lord, so that we will come together in union, take part in this table of Father. Lord, to remember the death, burial, resurrection, and coming of your Son, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Please come in order. Those who accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as a personal Savior and given their life, please you are eligible to come to take part in this. Those who are not, please refrain from this. Oh, 
come see his hands and his feet. The scars that speak of sacrifice and that plunge stars into space. To cruel
be my glory. Till my wrath comes to shall find rest beyond the river. On the cross, on the cross, be my glory. Jesus, we want to thank you, we want to exalt your name. On Calvary Cross, you made propitiation for our sin. And you cried, and all the heavens heard you. And you cried, and the earth heard you. Angels heard you. Demons heard you. Satan heard you. God the Father heard you. And he said three letters. It is finished. Just three words. And you settled every single sin problem. You settled every single sickness problem. You settled every single disease problem. You settled the death problem. It is finished. Father, this afternoon it is finished. We put a seal to every sickness. It is finished. We put a seal to every problem. It is finished. Who put a seal to every death? It is finished. Who put a seal to everything that is not of God? It is finished. Let the demons hear it is finished. Let Satan hear it is finished. Father, we bless your name. We exalt your name. For on Calvary Cross, you made a show of principalities and power. You made a show of Satan and cohorts. And you declared liberty. Liberty to our soul. Freedom. Ringing in our hearts. Ringing in our consciences. Ringing unto eternity. It is finished. We bless you. Therefore, today, Father, I bless your children. In the name of Jesus. I bless, oh God, every servant of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, go forth in this your might and you shall prosper. You prosper, nothing shall be able to stop you. In the name of Jesus, let the barren sing aloud. The Lord has made her a mother of many children. Let the very sick sing aloud. The Lord has healed them. That in every single area of life, Father, there might be mighty breakthroughs. Open heavens. The earth shall bring forth of its fullness. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We bless your name. And let your children rejoice in your presence. The Lord, the mighty one of Jacob, the holy one of Israel, the one in whom eternity dwells, he has said it is finished. Thank you, blessed Father. We bless your people mightily, O oh God. May you see mighty breakthroughs on all fronts of life. That your name alone may be glorified in them. Thank you because it is finished. We vow to praise your name forever, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. May we say the grace together. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit, Let's and abide with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And we shall dwell in the presence of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Shake your brother and shake your sister. And tell, him, tell her it is finished. Hallelujah. <laughs>